Good, good morning, gentlemen. So yesterday we spoke about the Gemara that said that you cannot pray in an open space. It would be preferable to pray in a, in a place that is contained. Uh, There's a little bit of a question when it comes to the Kotel Amaravi. Uh, why people pray in the Kotel Amaravi? I always thought that they made a little uh, a cave on the left because of this. Uh, because this halakha that says that you cannot pray in an open space. So why pray in the Kotel Amaravi? Is, is it better maybe to pray in the little cave? Because it's a contained space. So, first regarding the Kotel Amaravi, just a word. Of course, you all know what the Chachamim say. The Olam The Shechina never left the Kotel Amaravi. The reason for this, according to the Kabbalah, is because the Shechina, when you would enter the Beit Hamikdash, you would enter from the opposite side, so from the eastern side, which is uh, not accessible today. But uh, you could uh, enter from there, and you would watch the Beit Hamikdash on the western side, and this was the place of the residing of the Shechina. Now, there's a Machloket in the Midrash between two Emoraim. One of the Emoraim says that the, the, after the destruction of the Tamikdash, there is no more Shekhinah there. They meant to say that the Shekhinah extended all the way to Kotel Amaravi. There's another opinion that says, and makes a lot of sense, I think Rabbi Moshe Feinstein brings a tshuva on this, where he says that the Kotel Amaravi is not the one we have. The one we have is the Kotel Harabait. This is the Kotel of the outer uh, part of the Beit HaMikdash but Kotel Amarim means the western wall of the Beit HaMikdash which was more inside it's good to know this because many poskim discussed if you're allowed I know they used to say that Avel Yashiv never touched the, the stones of the Beit HaMikdash he always stayed one uh, a couple feet away from the from the stones of the of the Kotel Amaravi. and the reason was because if you consider that this is the wall of the Beit HaMikdash we are not in a state of purity that we would be able to touch this and and how do you know where the line is so he was mahmir on this the answer to this uh, you know with strong halachic basis is that this is not the wall of the Beit HaMikdash the wall of the uh, outside of the Beit HaMikdash there was a Beit HaMikdash and then there's a Chatser there's a, a, a yard and then there's the Kotel Amaravi. that Kotel Amaravi is the wall of the Harabait it's not the wall of the Beit HaMikdash if it would be the wall of the Beit HaMikdash it would be a lot more complicated but with all of this the Moshe Francis is in the Tshuva that when it says the Olam it includes that, or this is the closest we could get to what we call the Shekhinah. Now, back to our question why are we allowed to pray there when it should be preferable to be in a place that is contained? So, there are several answers. First of all, we should know that the Minhag to pray in the Kotel Amaravi is a Minhag is many, many, many years back. The Radbaz, about 500 years ago, already bring that. Everybody has the minhag to go to the Kotel Amaravi. Access was more difficult, but it, it was the minhag to try to pray at, at that wall. So it's a strong minhag, but what's the source for that minhag? Why did they allow it, quote unquote, to say the Amida at least? Say the Amida in the closet, but then come back, talk to God all day. You know, you don't have to be a. The Amida, this is Allah, you should be in a, in a contained place. Uh, the answer is. Very simple. According to Shulchan Aruch, he gives you the reason why you cannot pray in an open space. And the Shulchan Aruch says clearly because when a person is in a contained place, a small place, he could concentrate better and feel the, the, the fear of Hashem. And he speaks from the depth of his heart. In a case like 
the kotel, which is another. So normally, human a human being would need to be contained in a smaller space to have the kavana according to Shulchan Aruch. But if there's another influx of something else that could help that kavana, for example, the the, the not the beauty of the kotel, but the seriousness of the kotel amaravi and everything it represents for us. So then it's not going to be leading you to be lightheaded. The whole problem of the Shulchan was if you're not open space, you're not going to have concentration. But that's another means of getting to the same, uh, uh, to having the same purpose, which is to have the right kavana. And therefore Tosafot, that talks about the similar situation, says if that's the case, then obviously this advice, or this halachat, would, would not apply, because you're going to have kavana in, in that place. For another reason, not because of the being contained, but because you have the Kotel there's another answer that the Tzitz Eliezer brings. The Tzitz Eliezer says, based on uh, many poskim, that uh, it's only for yachid, for one person, for individual. But if you have a tzibur, this happens a lot when we do a party in, uh, in uh, uh, like Baum and etc. So you have to pray in Harvit there, and it's an open space. Sometimes we have a roof, but sometimes we don't. Is it okay? He said, absolutely. Once you have a minyan, you bring the shekhinah there. So there's, there's, uh, you don't need uh, 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 to be contained anymore. And therefore, when you have 10 people, that's it. You don't have this uh, restriction. This was Allah said only for one person, for an individual. When you go to the Kotel, usually there's minyanim all over the place anyways. So there, these are the two answers to explain why our minhag is a strong. And we do pray in the Kotel Amaravi, of course. <laughs>